0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. I hope you'll tune in live on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. But for now, today, we're going to get started with a lovely lady named Wanda from North Carolina as my first guest on this Zoom video chat. Or if you're listening, then you'll be hearing it on the audio version through Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. And let's see if Wanda would like to join us on video now. (laughs) There we are. Oh, beautiful. Look yeah. at that size. Look at that sunshine. The rays of sunshine. We're like beaming I'm trying, on to, I'm
1: trying to reposition so that it will be so bright.
0: Oh, but it was so beautiful. Wow. What a nice introduction. <laughs> so nice to see you. You as well. <laughs> So let's get started. Um, so again, what I'm doing today is called Coffee and Conversation. You know, we're going through a pandemic. We all have struggles and I just want to like talk it out. You know, let's get to know each other, learn what, you know, some negatives and positives are going on in our lives. Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, We've mentioned Uh, Earlier, Wanda and I were talking about how we both have crochet in common. I've been volunteer teaching crochet classes every couple of weeks. While I've also been sick, you might hear I keep losing my voice, I have been sick off and on since May. They're not for sure because they never do the test in a timely manner, but they think I've had COVID and then I'm a COVID-19 long hauler, but I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) All I know is my oxygen got down to 84 last week and I was in bed rest for eight days and I'm so happy to be here right now. I was really scared. But all is well now, so here we are. <laughs> so, so let's get started. Oh, one more. Oh, we have Omar here. I'm so excited, Wanda. Hold on. Sure. Omar the Great, my favorite actor is joining. Hey, Sal. Hi, Omar. You're gonna meet Wanda from North Carolina and we might have some others joining us shortly because everybody's late. There's Omar. How you doing?
2: I'm hey, good I'm at Wanda. The car- I'm good. I'm at the car wash. Hey, Wanda. At I can't see water. you.
1: <laughs> all right. Be right back.
2: Oh, there she is. Hey, Wanda. <laughs> yeah. She's in
0: North Carolina, Omar. Which part? Omar, I'm in the Raleigh area. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's not That's a NASCAR fan. I hate to tell you. You have a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't watch. Don't feel
2: sports. bad. I'm not crazy for NASCAR either. I mean, I watch sports, but. Uh huh nascar was never at the top of my list okay. <laughs> so
0: i was gonna have i was gonna have each of you share like what's one positive and one negative thing going on in your lives during this pandemic would you right. like to,
1: to omar while i'm getting situated i'm gonna go after omar oh Come okay over.
2: thanks wanda okay I'm go ahead omar.
1: Right here
2: <laughs> yeah i'll well, I, I, I make mine i i got i got uh I got a few pauses, but I'll try to narrow it down. One great thing is that I've noticed that people are spending so much more time with their families and their children than they normally would. And although it's driving a lot of people crazy because they have to be around their kids 24-7 or around their their, uh, their spouse 24-7, it seems as though it's a real positive in general for familial relations because it's so easy when we're all in the rat race to get separated and not Really keep in contact with knowing each other and keeping each other, and really, you know, just being being your brother's keeper. So that's a that's a positive. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, one negatives, in general, and I've been doing my best to tamp this down is just the anxiety, of of like mass wearing and whatnot. There's a, a a disconnection that the concern about infection makes with your fellow man so when you see people now from what i read out west you guys in in north carolina and in texas are pretty liberal about mask wearing which is i can't understand seems overtly dangerous but here you know we got great weather year round and they've done a lot to try to open things up for outdoor activity since the transmission is so much more difficult outdoors But when it first started reopening, once we first started reopening, you would go places and see people standing next to each other, sitting next to each other. And it was a shock. And that's a negative because human connection is is critical, you know, and never, never want to feel like we're disconnected or where it feels as though, you know, it's bizarre to see another person with another person or, or forget how imperative and important it is to experience touch and, and personal intimacy, face-to-face mm-hmm. conversation, share a cup of coffee, have a drink, you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well said, Omar. That was well said. Well and said. I'm lifting my cup as well. <laughs> yeah. <Bo>. Yeah. <laughs> a little bojangle! I, yeah. said Bo.
2: <laughs> I love the place. I love it.
1: It's <laughs> nice. it's the I love it too. They're
2: not good. Not good for my waist. Yeah, I know (laughs) what you mean, but
1: I'm definitely in Carolina, so... (laughs) (laughs) Too funny.
0: You know, that's a good point. Like, for me, Omar will tell you, Wanda, like, if you meet me, I'm like, I don't give handshakes. I give you a hug. It's so difficult for me. Like, I just can't stand it.
1: I want to hug everybody, and I can't. Well, Omar had a lot of positive. Yeah, I agree (laughs) totally with everything that he said. Um, For me by having to deal with this um the pandemic i've i have been able to do a lot of reflecting on my life because i am uh, i am sticking to the rules social distancing and the isolation can be overwhelming as far as with your mentally challenging is what it can be with the uh, rise of the anxiety level um making sure that i do everything i can to not be depressed um loneliness is also something that I deal with I've, I've got a wonderful dog Morgan she's 12 years old I don't know what I would do without her <laughs> but um with me sticking to the rules and making sure I keep my distance and keep my mask with me when I'm out um it's just been it's been a challenge for me it's been a challenge so I've had a lot of time to reflect on my life see what areas I think need need to be changed and really just try to just just to say okay where where are we and why why are we going through this and what you know how can we be better prepared if there's something like this should occur again and it it will you know this has got a kind of got out of hand because of the way i guess we just are not complying with the rules but um but it's it's been a challenge it has definitely been a challenge for me yeah
0: and i mean you you did mention that's
2: great to share by the way i just want to say that one and yeah. also, it's not just that we're right. non-compliant. There's a problem because the rules aren't set.
0: Mm, so
2: when exactly. you don't have national leadership, we have a yeah. great governor. He does a lot, and he was, we were the first people to lock down.
1: Omar, oh, where are you?
2: I'm in California.
1: OK, you're in California. Yeah. Yes, I see your governor on the news quite a bit, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, and, we do and, and he's,
2: he's, caught, he's caught a lot of, of flack because we have a handful of dissenters. But by and large, everybody supports that. Him, mm-hmm. the idea, the, the whole thing. Um, but without the national plan, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely the most negative thing in general is Donald Trump. and, mm-hmm. and without the national plan mm-hmm. to actually make people aware of what works real quick. I do a lot of right. international travel. I speak to a lot of my friends all over the world who are out living their lives like normal. This thing actually isn't rocket science. Right. We're just right. not doing what it takes. To like actually you say we're
1: not comp- we're not compliant. It's like you just said.
2: We're just, we're, but, but most of us, since there's so many lies and so much deception coming from the very top mm-hmm. about how this thing transfers and what it is, it really puts people in a position to question everything. Whereas if you look beyond our borders, I mean, literally just to Canada, you look just north up to Canada, mm-hmm. Canadians are living like normal right now. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: They're doing because a it's lot under better. control.
2: Mm-hmm. Because there was a national plan of attack. Yes, it doesn't matter if California locks down if Texas doesn't because people are going to fly back and forth between and Texas forth, and California, and, and then they and then they spread it out.
1: Yeah, and look at and look at all the work that New York has done and where they are to get the rates so low to, to really to, to really have control of this. But then when you have people coming in and out from various states, it's just a matter of time, I think, before their rates start itching back up.
0: Yeah, each state—that's what keeps happening—and I agree with Omar. Like, you know, I keep saying, like, you know, if you can't lead by example, our own president finally wore a mask one time after how many months? Like, how are we gonna get well? How, we, like, it's so infuriating, I honestly. You, I
2: don't know what happened.
0: I don't know, but I was just saying I agree with you. Like, I was just saying the example of Trump only finally wearing a mask one time after so long. Like, you're not—you, you are not you know hes not leading by example in any way whatsoever. This this country's
1: falling apart. Yes. And quickly, quickly and bigly as well. <laughs> <laughs> quickly and bigly we're falling apart. So there you yeah. go. That is the truth. Well they're yeah. calling
2: me y'all for my they're calling me for my car. My car is finished getting washed. I haven't had a car wash in months. So I'm finally right. here. I'm really excited about it. You know that and, movie <laughs> Car Wash? I got a, I got to go pay Remember
1: <laughs> At hey, the car wash, yes. I love that movie. <laughs> I
2: love the car How could car you not like the car wash? Like car wash? Richard Pryor, Rolls Royce. What are you that's crazy? it. Great that's movie. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now. Hey, it's good seeing you all. Good seeing you, Shell. Great meeting you, Wanda. You, you, you as well, be, Omar. Be careful. Thanks, Omar. Take care of yourselves. You too. Take care of each other.
1: Yes, Thank sir. You. I'll be bye at bye.
2: the next um, one. I got more time, Shell. Just let me know.
0: You got it. Thanks, Omar. Bye-bye. Right. bye Oh, I love him. That's my favorite actor and my friend. I see. Super Bowl came here, I think it was like, I don't know, whatever Super Bowl was here to Dallas 2011 or 2012. Uh-huh. And I got a press pass and interviewed a lot of celebrities. Uh-huh. And he was my favorite because he's always been my favorite actor since I heard his Laugh and Eight Mile movie. And I've watched every one of his movies ever since. And, okay. and we became friends and
1: here we are, 2020. Ali, I I really liked his comments um and everything he said. I tell you really good input. Very well said. Mm-hmm. It's sad but
0: true, though. You know, like I keep praying and wondering for resolution. I mean, you know, like you said, all these other countries are doing so much better. What's it going to take for ours? You know, I mean, there has to be something eventually that finally just clicks. Because like you mentioned, each state, when they get better, then they, you know, like even here, our infection rate went down to under 0.1. Now it's back up to like 1.8. It just mm-hmm. goes down and up, down and up. It never just goes down and stays down. Mm-hmm.
1: What's it gonna take? What do you think? I just think that already it's very prevalent, but I, I think for some people that refuse to comply, then if they have, if when when the time comes, that they should lose a loved one or someone very close to them, then they'll realize this is real and it's not a host.
2: Mm.
1: I have already lost, a family member
2: Aww. I have already
1: lost I've already lost friends and it didn't take the loss of of those people for me to realize that this is real but i I, I believe for some people it's gonna have to hit home yeah I, agree. I, really, I really think so I don't think it's a conspiracy or anything this is this is real it is it's just gotten out of hand because we all did not start at the very beginning to lock down on this to all be on one accord. And um, because I feel we didn't have that in the beginning, we got out late late, and we still are not where we should be because you have a lot of, a large amount of people who are not complying, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where we are. And I think because of this, it's taking us so long to get over this and it's going to be, I think we've got quite a bit of ways to go.
0: I think so too. I know they kept saying initially like 18 months, like not even January, but maybe even by March or after 2020, Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, 2021. And like here, you know, in most places now, the schools are starting to reopen. Some are online, some are in person. I personally think it's gonna be a huge cause effect there on the stats too, on the numbers. Uh, We've already had teacher training days for different school districts, just teachers themselves have Mm -hmm. gotten COVID before the students have even arrived. Mm -hmm. That's a huge red flag. So it's a very scary times. So scary. It is. We didn't, we didn't see this coming. No.
1: We did not see no. this coming.
0: You know, it's funny because for me personally, 2020 started out horribly. I went to the movies on New Year's Day to see Spies Like Disguise because I love Will Smith. And uh-huh. he's a, a voiceover in the movie. And uh-huh. so I went thinking I was just going to have a nice New Year's Day relaxing. I ended up witnessing and reporting and running for help on an Amber Alert. A man tried to take, well, he did take a baby boy from this woman, and I ran for help. I got the security guard. Security guard went, it was too late. The man had already taken the baby, had exited, had gotten in the car, had driven off. The only good thing, saving grace, was that we got the license plate, and about a week later, they did find the baby safe and returned to mom. But that was how my 2020 began. And mm-hmm. then the next month in February, I had a bad fall, broke my hand and
1: all that. Oh and then, my and then oh, well, March, I mean, that's not funny, but my goodness. No, it's like, yeah, oh my. It's
0: and then March, you know, pretty much began. orders began. <laughs> yeah.
1: so. Well, I have to agree. 2020 is not, it's kind of like someone said, did you stay up and waiting with your New Year's resolution for this? But um, I had I was excited about 2020 because I'd just written my very first book. Wow. published. So I had planned to be out really promoting my book. And so I only had January, February. Um, uh, and March came and that just sort of uh, threw me off my game. And, this is, and I'm still on, on hold as far as having to, to promote the way I want to, as far as because it's, it's, a, it's a Christian based book about coping nice. with loss. And I was in church at conferences and things like that promoting it. Well, right now we're not in church and um, we're not bending in those things.
0: That is wonderful that we have something in common there with coping with lost book. I volunteer teach grief recovery classes and I've been very sad because they canceled our classes at the at okay. my church during the pandemic. They keep postponing. We've postponed from March to October and then we've been begging them, let us do it on Zoom. I said, people need this more than ever right now. So yes. I, as you you'll see on Eventbrite, i I created my own support group because it's, it's needed. It's needed so badly Mm -hmm. and your book is needed. So I'm definitely, I'm getting ready
1: to do that and start doing Eventbrite with, uh, and and it's just where, come on and let's talk about this because there's so much death all around us and many are not. And and, and so many of course are not prepared because this is unexpected with this virus. It's it's unexpected. But, um, and then some people have difficulties dealing with that loss of the loved one. And uh, so, so it is definitely much needed. It's definitely much needed.
0: Definitely. And, you know, I've had people reach out that not just lost loved ones, but that I've had nurses, even doctors reach out to me because of PTSD, because of life changes. You know, they feel like grief recovery will help them in some way or another. Uh, when I teach the classes it 's mostly people lost loved ones, but some people that have had health issues like cancer, major life changes or lost a job, one woman
1: that lost her dog I mean grief can as you know can be anything really it can yeah. it can be it can be yeah and um, what prompted me to write the book was after losing my mom mm. um, that just devastated me, but you are right lost can not it 's not only a family member, or a loved one, it could be your pet, it could be your best friend, it could be. It might be divorce for someone. It could be a variety of things that impacts us greatly emotionally, and uh, it's definitely challenging. Definitely. And what's the name of your book so everyone can find it? The name of my book is "Coping with the Loss of a Loved One," and it's on my website, mywordtherapy.com. Or if you want the ebook version, it's on Amazon. But um, my name is Wanda Williams, and it's mywordtherapy.com. That's awesome. I'm so happy you
0: came today.
1: This is wonderful. Yeah. yeah I, you know, uh, go ahead. As I, I was just going to say that right now, I just, every opportunity I can get to talk about it, talk about the book I do because of, of what we are living in right now, what we're dealing with. There's so many people who are struggling emotionally, but we still want to put up this front or facade that everything is okay. And I just want people to know that it's okay if you're not okay. That's okay. And just, you know in time. I know usually when people are going through things, they don't want to hear this. Well, in time, it's going to be better. Well, that's the reality of it. It does take time. It's it true. takes. Time. So just hold on. Take one day at a time. Sometimes it might be just take an hour at a time. Take a few minutes at a time. A few seconds at a time. That's what it takes. Definitely. That's what it takes.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned earlier that you had lost some loved ones sadly during, uh you know, due to COVID, and I yes. was thinking about that, like for me, I lost a couple of people, but it wasn't, it was a cause effect from COVID, but it wasn't directly, it was Mm -hmm. indirect cause effect. Uh, For example, Kathy, my childhood neighbor, dear friend, you know, grew up with, she passed away sadly in her mid forties from breast cancer because Mm -hmm. she couldn't get treatment during the pandemic and the cancer spread rapidly. So, yeah, I mean, it was just
1: terrible. Cause. It sort of ties in. Yeah, it sort of ties mm-hmm. in. Somehow COVID-related. COVID yeah. My family and my, and the classmates that I'm aware of that passed away was totally due to the virus.
0: Wow. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known, you know, pretty much here, everyone at least from, I know, you know, myself and everyone that I do know, either they've had it, have it, or know someone that's had mm-hmm. or have it. You know, it's not like in the beginning where most people didn't really know anyone that you know affected by. It I was like, no, now it's like pretty much all around,
1: all around. <laughs> yes, yes, and I think for those people who refuse to comply, who just are just determined to want to look at this as a political issue, it, it just in just a matter of time that it, it will. Death is going to knock on the door of a loved one. There's that our loved one or friend, someone really close. That they are emotionally attached to, and then they're recognized. This is not a political issue. This is reality. This is real. It's not a hoax. It's real.
0: Exactly. I have a comedian friend, an aspiring comedian, and uh, yeah, I mean, he this entire time he was just like, "It's a hoax! It's a hoax!" And then he got it. You know, a lot of my comedian friends actually got it just performing. Sadly, you know, we had Deal Hughley here. Um, they think he got actually got COVID when he was here in Dallas, not where he collapsed in Nashville because three of the, I think it was like two or three of the openers, a couple of them that I know, Mm -hmm. they all got COVID. Like he got COVID and they got like all around the same time. And it's just such a terrible cause effect. But, um, you know, you take that chance sadly, but the one comedian, like much respect for him for stepping up and admitting like, Oh, I was wrong. Like, you know, he apologized. Like because he was very adamant. He was one of those. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. And then Mm -hmm. it's just, I wish it didn't take that. I wish it didn't take, like someone losing someone or themselves getting sick to to realize it's not politics, you know,
1: mm-hmm. but it's real. And I know we as Americans value our independence and our rights, but I think if we would stop for a moment and look outside of ourselves and decide that I'm going to comply with this, if whichever way it goes, I'm gonna do this for the two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, if we all bend together and follow the guidelines then we'll have a handle on this and get back to a better better path other things opening up we can, we can be allowed into other countries to travel because I miss traveling uh, yeah, <laughs> no things like that so um, I just wish we would do that I just wish we would just give it give it a try upload just a few weeks and, and see where it goes and just still waiting still waiting Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I've been saying that a lot when I was waiting on COVID test results. I kept saying, still waiting, still waiting. <laughs> I think we've learned patience you more than anything how,
1: how long did it take you
0: to get results from the test? Oh my goodness. I had to do it twice. The first uh-huh. time was over two weeks. The second time actually was over two weeks, both times. Almost oh my three God. weeks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Pretty good. Yes. There was no point of the test then if it nope. t- when it takes that long. Nope. And the first <laughs> time was when they were stricter. When they look back and now, like, oh, you probably actually had it back initially when you got sick in May, but you were denied to take a test for a month. You had to wait a month just to take the test. Then once you took the test, you had to wait almost a month to get the results. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what was the point of that? You know, mm-hmm. mm, terrible. I know here our governor is pushing for more um, rapid tests. That's another catch though, because the rapid tests aren't as well. We we have that whole thing about inaccuracy. You know the the COVID tests mm-hmm. are like 30 percent inaccurate here. However, um, they're pushing more for rapid tests, but then they say the rapid test could be even more inaccurate. So I was like, how do you balance that out?
1: <laughs> was that a rapid test that the governor of Ohio had taken, Dewan? He was he oh. was remember he was he was positive, and then was the same day or the next day he was yeah. negative. Yeah, so, I think that so. Was a rapid test. <laughs> I don't know that's pretty weird I wasn't accurate with him
0: no well you know the story um let's say for example the story of cbs so people made an appointment but then the line the drive-through lines were so long that some of them drove off like they just didn't take the test and then next thing they know a few weeks later they get results in their email saying they had it that it was positive and they're like but how could i be positive i didn't even take the test i heard about that was that true it's true Oh, I heard about it. It happened. Yeah, I know people hear it happened. The only thing I could think the reason I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good reason. <laughs> I think they need to fix it. The only thing I could think of is that there probably was some kind of default in the mm-hmm. system for it to automatically do that. For all of them to keep getting positive results when they didn't even take the test, like they need to fix the glitch big time. <laughs>
1: it's so frightening. Yeah, yeah it's true. It That's had- not good. No. Yeah, now that's something that I heard about. I wasn't sure if that was, uh, if that was yeah, true.
0: it's true. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just been a really interesting experience. Well, you mentioned you travel. You like to travel. So I know Omar mentioned other countries are doing better. What, what, where have you traveled in the past?
1: I have traveled to Canada and Not- I have traveled in, in Europe. It was, I've been to, I have been to England, um, Belgium, Spain, oh, not Spain, France, Italy, Switzerland. Um, I love Austria, Germany. I love Germany as well. Cool. And, um, so those are the countries that I may have left something out of And I love the islands, the Caribbean, because I love the water. Oh, I um, love water. I love the water, yes. As I mentioned yeah. really about the mental challenges that we're going through, but the isolation. If I could just get to, I would say the beach would help but just like when you're on the cruise and you see that deep blue water oh mm. um, it just takes me to a new place and i know that's all i need right now i feel i feel 100 better oh, definitely okay. yeah mm-hmm. it's
0: it's kind of ironic because like we're kind of restricted on travel in many ways yes but at the same time we've been more connected to nature and like well, outdoors you know as yes, first. like yes. isn't it funny when yeah. you think about that like that's one positive i found because i love nature and it's cool to see other people enjoying walking or riding bikes or you know what have you and just like i know it sounds kind of cliche but it's true i feel so more so much more connected to the earth to i understand, understand. Yeah. i definitely
1: understand so and cool. If you're walking alone, and you're just really in tune to not just look at the trees, but really notice the trees, or listen to the birds chirping, or even as you're walking through nature, hearing the sound of underneath your feet as you're walking is such a spiritual connection. You can feel that, mm-hmm. and, and awesome. you're right. That is a that is something that's positive that's coming out that's come out from this that stem from this pandemic.
0: Yeah, definitely. And for me personally, like I found, I told my art teacher, I always wanted to do art because I almost failed art class in sixth grade because of paper mache. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's true. And uh, so, you know, you know, you just have those thoughts like kind of bucket list with the pandemic. And I'm like, oh, I'll try again. Why not? I have nothing to lose. I'll try art. And never thought I could draw. I've been doing drawings. I've been improving every week. And the coolest thing about that for me is two things. Art has helped me find my inner quiet self because mm-hmm. I'm not very talkative, social, loud. But it also has helped me, like when you mentioned nature, I see things in a different perspective and appreciate them 10 times more mm-hmm. because art just makes everything like look so beautiful, <laughs> even when it might not be.
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> You can probably find beauty if you're walking through nature in the wintertime when there are no leaves on the trees and everything is just um, earth tone. is just brown or gray, and you can still you can still find beauty beneath that. You can still because you know right now this is the resting phase. Mm. Um, this is the resting phase, but I know when spring comes, and I'll come alive again. So that's you can sort of look at it that way. That's I how I. That. That's what I do. Yeah. Yesterday I had to water the yard, which I never
0: ever have to do here because we need rain so badly here where I live in Texas. Mm -hmm. And like first time ever, I was like, oh my gosh, our grass is brown. Our leaves are turning brown. Like this is terrible. And I just spent like an hour or so just like going back and forth, just watering the yard. I was like, I don't want to use a sprinkler. I just, I just want to do it myself. And it felt so nurturing. (laughs) I mean, I have a dog. I don't have kids. I have a dog, but it felt like Kind of like you have plants, you know, and you just nurture them. And it was just this amazing feeling came over me like, this is kind of cool. Not that I don't have to water
1: the yard every day, but it felt really good. <laughs> like, when I, when you said awesome. plants, it made me think of my, since <laughs> I have been confined inside, mm-hmm. what has really helped me? I focused in on, I love plants and I have many plants, but this year or during this pandemic, I've been focusing on succulents. Oh, cool. And I know some people probably say, oh, okay, well, that's very easy to keep the, those alive. But for me, in the past, a few years back, I tried it and they would always die. But this time around, that is my personal challenge is to keep my succulent plants alive. And so far, well, I have, I probably bought about 12 or 13 if I had to toss out two or three because they died, But other than that, the majority of them are still alive. They're still green and beautiful. And and I'm, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm gonna pat my own stuff on the back. You should. Yeah. So we've been in this pandemic since March. It's quite a while. So I'm, and this is mid, mid August. That's extremely I I good.
0: I mean, I had one plant when I was in college named Mister Bogey because it was a little begonia plant, uh-huh. and I did not know how to take care of that poor thing. Uh-huh. So no, I know that's not easy. That's difficult. That's really cool that you took care of succulents like that. That's a, you yeah, had yourself on the back.
1: <laughs> and when I was in college, the one plant I had was what we call the snake plant. You can't, you Ooh. can't possibly kill a snake plant. You can't oh, kill no. one. I did back at that time. So I would always took <laughs> it to my mom and she was really good with plants. She nurtured it. It was back again. Once it was healthy, I'd take it back with me to school. But uh, yeah, that's, I've come a long way. I have, definitely yes, you have. <laughs> I have come a very long way. Uh,
0: I know your mom was looking down very proud of you. Yes, <laughs>
2: yes, I
0: know. That's awesome. I know. You, you know, you, hey. men- you mentioned that you wrote your book after your loss of your mother that was devastating for you. The reason I became a volunteer teaching grief recovery classes was because both my adoptive parents died in 2008. And I took the class, you know, uh-huh. to build that. And then I turned around and just started teaching the class because it helped me so much. I wanted to give back. But that was, it's interesting that each of us had lots of parents that, you know, put us in that direction to help others cope with
1: loss. Oh, definitely. Because I, um, my mom wasn't just mom. She was my best friend. And when she passed, I just, I realized I was in trouble when I woke up one morning. And, I, and I, the first thing I thought about, was oh my God, I'm still here, meaning that I didn't want to be. Mm. And 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 I look at myself at that time and where I am today. I wake up and I said, Lord, I thank you that I am here. I thank you for the blessings you've given me, the peace that I have, the comfort that I have. And when I see where I am, I didn't think I'd ever be here. And I and this I'm on a mission to share my story to help others who are struggling with. So, so many people will feel like you just lost a loved one that, oh, I, I don't want to see tomorrow. The, my world is so, yes, your world is different and it's not going to be the same, but you can still tap into those coping skills that you have. And if you don't have it, then let's talk about it. We'll help you along the way here. And, and you'll look forward to each day that you have. Oh, and really. you have to believe in something. I, I don't talk a lot about religion because it's so debatable. But I think you have to find what works for you, what you believe in. For me, what works for me is believing that someday I'll see her again. Hmm. And I hang on to that because none of us came to stay here. We're all going to leave someday. And we don't all, that's just, that's just life. That's just the way that it is. The key is for me, the key is to be prepared. Amen. To be prepared spiritually. So that's, that's my focus. And I, and I just love talking to other people about that and and then the goal with that piece being that there's a fear of death well what can we do let's talk about this so we can be less fearful and that's important to me because i am a, re- a retired nurse i've been a nurse for over 30 years and wow. i have so much you have so a great much. perspective from i, that do, I do i wow. do wow all that i've been exposed to so i just that is, yeah. i want to share my story with other people to help them Move on with life, and to know that you can, you you can live again, and you can thrive, and you can look forward to seeing tomorrow. It's not doom and gloom every day because the loved one has passed. It does get better. It does definitely. That's
0: Mm -hmm. I always say that that's similar to my story where I people ask why? Why would you want to teach grief recovery? That sounds so challenging and so depressing. And I'm like, no, it's motivational. That's the number one reason. And it's similar to yours is because I realized when my parents died, luckily I didn't go through that as much, that Mm -hmm. depression as much, but I saw in my class with people with their losses and the way they spoke like that. So Mm the number one reason I always say is because I realized that so many people want to die after they've lost a loved one. They just want to give up. And I'm like, that's when you need that
1: encouragement more than ever. So, yeah. you, just said something yeah. very, you just said something very important. Is that I think if that happens. We would be su- some would be surprised at how often it, ha- it happens that when you've lost the love, when you just give up, you feel like you just don't want to go on. But we don't talk about it because we don't want to, we don't want others to know exactly how we feel. Well, do I sound like I'm a weak person or am I pessimistic? Am I a negative person? And nobody wants to be around negativity. And you know how we are today. The negative energy and all that mm. well it, we're, we go through things in life but it's important for people to know that there are others out there who, who are willing to to help you to encourage you to to motivate you to move on and to and to reinforce and remind you that it does get better it's going definitely to better. you're not it, alone you're not alone oh no. so, yeah out. And be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with other people. If they ask you how you're doing, if you're not doing well, then say you're not doing well.
0: Yeah, because they can't Mm help you if you don't tell them. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, uh, you know, to keep it real, like, it's weird because with my parents, I don't know, it was a different scenario and, and, uh, you know, they both had health issues and such, but ironically, they both died because they got MRSA from their medical Mm -hmm. staff Uh at the time in the same hospital. So this whole COVID thing has been a huge reminder to me of, what, of that experience, what happened back then. Oh, such a cute dog. Hey, baby, yes. You had to pick her up
1: because she wanted to get up. You and see what I see. oh
0: the mommy. What's going on? <laughs> so okay. sweet. My dog's next to me on the floor right now. Okay. But, uh, but so that was 2008. But, but, you know, I kept going and going. And when I crashed and got really down was 2014 because uh, I'm a reunited adoptee and Uh my uh, biological father died from cancer the same day my birth mom called the same morning, literally I'm parked in his driveway, like his apartment where he's just died. Uh And I get a phone call and she says, shall I have cancer again? I'm like, I couldn't move, I was in shock. My birth mom told me she has cancer for a second time and my birth dad just died from cancer. And it was just too much. I'd already lost my adoptive parents. So I shut down. Uh, I started getting stage fright issues. I'm still trying to find my way back on that now. I've been working uh-huh. on it during the pandemic because it was one of those bucket list reminders like, oh, well now am I ever going to get on stage again? Like, oh, I should have done this sooner, you know? But that was for me, my when the depression hit, when I was like, oh, this is not uh-huh. good.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, after happened. you, as when you lost your uh, adopted uh, parents, immediately after that, you lost your biological mother? Uh, oh,
0: ask again, what part? I'm sorry. After-, after
1: after you lost your adoptive parents, was it right after that you lost your biological mother? Oh, no. Um,
0: no, my biological, I'm oh, sorry, my adoptive parents both died 2008, six months apart, mm-hmm. and then my biological father died 2014, but okay. my birth mom got cancer a second time. She's thankfully in remission now, so she's my last living okay. parent. Right. Now. Okay, she's still okay. Yeah she's like she was like 10 minutes from me like we're very close now oh great yeah That's great. yeah it's nice but I'm her only child you know like I don't want to think about losing her because <laughs> I know that'll be another very challenging time for me you know mm-hmm. but
1: I don't want to really think about it till I know have I to have to deal with it <laughs> I just have one daughter myself
0: oh how old is yeah. she if I may ask you will be
1: 34 this year
0: wow you look so young yes she be no way you
1: would be 34. i don't son. i don't have a son-in-law yet i don't have any grandkids so <laughs> as i go, go back to saying come on i'm i'm, isolated. I'm in isolation I'm, I'm just i guess i was in isolation before the pandemic i just probably <laughs> pay attention to it <laughs> 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 yes, oh but you know what? Another thing that really, really threw me off—that was that made this challenging initially with this pandemic—is I found now that I'm retired, my outlets I could no longer engage in. One being shopping. I love to I love, to shop. Mm-hmm. I love to shop. I love to shop. I go. I love to go out to eat because it's just with it's just being myself. I don't always cook, right. and those things I, I, with me. Not being able to do those things that really, really had an impact on on just trying to keep that anxiety at bay mm. because the things that I enjoyed doing I could no longer do now. Yes, now the stores are open, um, some of the restaurants are are opening dining in as well, but I'm I'm sort of slow about getting back out to to sit and dine just yet. Yeah, me um, too. On Sundays not being able to engage with church, church activities, my church family. I look at church as family. Yeah, you're
0: able to do that and use you, you, sometimes you feel like you're zoomed out. It's just <laughs> I've had that zoom burnout <laughs> feeling. Yes, yeah. Goodness. yeah I love the break classes, but sometimes I get like that I'm like I'm just gonna take a day off. I'm just gonna watch TV. I'm just gonna read a book. I just I don't get outside I just gotta yes. zoom, take a zoom break. But yeah, it is challenging because you like shopping going out to eat and and then you weren't able to do those certain things for a while like uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like with you too, I haven't gone out to eat since the whole pandemic began you know of course I've mostly been home been sick but yeah that, that
1: I'm not ready for that even if I was I, today up. was mm-hmm. my very first day doing this when you see me you saw me with my bow cup yeah this morning I just oh my recognize because there was so few people in there it was like I think maybe I was the third person really there was plenty of space I just couldn't wait oh my goodness I just couldn't wait so that was that was my my time to just reflect yeah, I was, and, well, and yeah, I, guess I, was, so. I guess I'm really attached to the boat because when my mom was alive, I used to own uh, a business and she would come help. And when, before she would go back home, we'd meet for breakfast at the boat, boat and, uh, oh, cool. And so I still go and I just reflect on life and I'm just not having been able to do that since March. I was oh. excited today to go in and just sit because it was hardly anyone in there I felt comfortable doing
0: that. That sounds nice. We have a coffee shop restaurant called Joe's Coffee Shop by me. And, and it was my favorite thing to do is just go enjoy myself. I'm married, but I'll, I'll have lunch by myself. Uh-huh. My husband's uh-huh. like, have fun. <laughs> I'm just, <I'm> this just <laughs> is how I am. Yeah. And I'll just enjoy myself and have a nice lunch or breakfast and coffee and pie and, and just write comedy or read, you know, newspaper. Like, I just enjoy that
1: time. Did I miss that? You write comedy? I didn't know that. Yes, yes. I, I missed I,
0: that. Yes, I write comedy. I performed stand-up off and on since like I think 2012 I started. I was getting in the groove. And then when my birthday died, 2014, it's when mm-hmm. I got stage fright because he was like my biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. Um basically what happened was he made a bet. He was like Shell, his name was Johnny and Johnny was like, Shell, you I know this is your dream and I know you're scared. I'll make a bet. If you go to open mic, I'll go to open mic with you, and we'll both perform. And he oh, did it. He uh-huh. performed, and, I, and then I went, and it was uh-huh. fun. Our whole family came. It was so fun. And <laughs> and so then I got in classes and started doing open mics, and I was getting in the groove. And then when he died, it was like the stage fright issue. It came back. So when the pandemic happened, I was like. Oh, Oh no! I should have gotten you know should have gotten back on stage sooner. I should have conquered this. I I don't want to die and not do my dream job. Comedian right. is my full time passion, dream job. In the end, so I love to make people laugh, which is interesting balance because I also volunteer to teach grief recovery.
1: I was thinking about that. Yes, grief on one end and to make someone happy laugh on the other. It uh, has been a Yeah, it is very extreme.
0: It's my life balance act. I call uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm taking a class right now this Christian comedian named Rick Roberts. Love him. He has a great podcast called School of Laughs and he's doing a three three night class every Tuesday. Last this past Tuesday was our first class and I love the class and I couldn't help but notice two or three of the people at least including myself all mentioned they like help with loss or therapy or grief recovery, but they're also comedians. And I was like, oh, "It's not just me." I'm so happy because it feels kind of weird sometimes, like trying to balance it. So uh-huh. to know that there are other people out there like me that do both is reassuring. Okay. I'm not
1: yeah, I'm crazy like that. Yeah, you, that's, that's definitely a balance there. It is. You're not so you're not the only one. No, you have, you have company. Okay, yes, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start our own group.
0: <laughs> it's very unique, but I, I'm, yeah. that was the first time I met anyone else similar in that scenario. So I was like, oh, finally, it was like a relief for me because I'll be honest, sometimes I wonder, should I keep doing both? And then I pray about it and, I'll, and then I always have the answer, yes, don't give up either. Like God keeps telling me somehow I can manage to do both. So I just keep doing both.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like what I can look at with both in, in that sense, you're you're helping. You're helping other. When people go to listen to comedy, you sort of escape. It's a mental escape from reality. And you're looking for something to lift you, to make you feel better, to laugh. You're going mm-hmm. to release those endorphins and you're going to feel better. But also when you're working with people who are grieving, your goal there is to assist them, to help them. To encourage them and to 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 motivate them to to come on, we're gonna we're gonna get better, we're gonna get through this. So in both aspects, you're helping, whether it's grief or whether it's the comedy, you're mm. helping people, and and that's how I that's how I see that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, no, I like that a lot.
1: Let me feel better. That's yeah. nice. And we need that today in this world. It's just so much that is wrong, so much chaos so much oh my misery my. and sadness and so much negativity but we need something that's gonna uplift us Definitely. To, to remind us that life is worth living so come on let's do this thing um, and do the best that we can do and if you fall short today then when if you should see tomorrow just do better if you don't see tomorrow you, we know you're not gonna worry about it because <laughs> <laughs> <If not. laughs> just <a> go <laughs> with it so
0: <laughs> Goodness. I can only imagine since you were a nurse for so many years you have you must have a great sense of humor I, mean, I, I have to
1: I have to, to. Yeah. yes I have to but you know I also have to say people say well by the time you reach 40 you're going to see life different when you hit if you see it this way I, <laughs> as I as I'm older and just because you're older doesn't mean there's more wisdom but I do feel that I'm wiser cool so many things little, little things that I used to worry about that ruffled my feathers that I was concerned about I don't think no, 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 it's not worth the, the stress. Oh, stress nice. is so much damage to our bodies that we don't think about because you don't see it. But but it's there. it does so much. I mean, think about it. It elevates your blood pressure. It damages your organs. It's mm-hmm. a mental aspect, the, the mental challenges that we have because of the stress. Wow. Just let it go. Just let it go. If you can't change it, if it's, if it's out of your control, there's nothing you can do about it right now, you have to let it go. And then if you can, let's not tackle the entire situation, whatever it is, If you can't handle it all, just chip away a little bit at a time. Just just a little bit of a time, a little bit of a time to work towards solving whatever that problem is. That's good, That's really good, good advice. That yeah, just chisel away That's one cool. piece at a time. That,
0: those, those things you can control, that is.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and I know that time is winding up here, but I just wanna also say that how important it is To build a strong um, support system, and I mentioned that in my book as well. And sometimes we feel like we we, we can go it alone. I can do this by myself. But there's a time when you realize that yes, you can do it, but it helps, and the journey is so much better when you have a friend. It doesn't have to be the spouse, but a friend, a reliable person that you know that you can call on. And maybe it's two o'clock in the morning and you just need to talk. I don't know what it is about two o'clock if you can't sleep that's about the time you wake up and you just need to talk to someone and it helps to have someone that you can trust that you can rely on to be there and not say oh my gosh don't you know it's two o'clock while you're calling no you want that person to say something's wrong let's talk about it I'm here for you that is so important so I encourage if you don't have that then remember, in order to make friends, you have to show yourself friendly. You need at least one, so, uh, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> that
0: helps. That helps. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> I won't say who, but you know, one of my own dear friends made me feel terrible in the middle of the night because I did reach out and I was like, "It was like, why are you bother me? It's four in the morning." And I
1: was there like, you go. You don't
0: need that. You need. And I was like, best. "Oh, never mind." And then I was all sad the whole night. And then the next night, I had two friends two different friends that were there for me in the middle of the night. And I was like, this is what I
1: needed. That's what it you need. made me feel better. I was like, forget the other mm-hmm. friend. That's I love it. him,
0: but I'm not going to reach out to him in the middle of the night anymore.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you said that because that is what, and when I talk to people, I encourage that. You need that kind of friend that, that's not going to snap at you and say, don't you know what time it is? You need the kind of friend that's going to say, I'm here for you. Let's talk about it.
0: Oh, Amen. That's, that's kind of like the
1: person that's there for you. When, when there is no champagne, it's just, you know, we got Kool-Aid today and that's it. That's right. Even better. <laughs> need to get to that when you're at your lowest, they're there with you instead of just when you're on your high all the time. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And isn't it funny too, I went to, from, from that to a double blessing with not just one, but two different friends that were there for me. Yes. The I like, I was like, wow, this is even better. It was what yes. I needed apparently. Yes. So. Yes. That pretty That's pretty
1: cool. That's wonderful. That's
0: wonderful. Yeah, very grateful, mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm definitely there for them. Like, but I'm like that with anyone. I, I will never complain. You can call, text me anytime time of night. I will be there for you. Like, I just I'm a huge believer in that. You know, because there's a reason. Yes. If someone's reaching out, there's a reason for that. You know, mm-hmm. they need you. Oh, <laughs> well, would you like to share again um, how everyone can find your book and any social media
1: or anything else to keep in touch? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have um, the book is Coping with the Loss of a Loved One. And you can find it on my, my website, is mywordtherapy.com, because I look at words as being therapy, it's words that heal and often is scriptural. And uh, the book also includes prayers and poetry. And um, what, what, what else was I going to add to that? I'm also on September 4th, I'm going to have my first Event Bright. Um, event. And that is just, let's talk about it. Uh, just have a discussion with those that have lost loved ones. What do you want to share? And then what I will share is input inserts from my book. And um, so definitely September September 4th is on a Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, go to um, event, right and schedule free. Donation-based service free. And um, I'd love to, i just love to have that conversation. And I will say I've enjoyed this, this time conversing with you. And oh, so, thank you thank you so I was, much like, yeah, i had no idea about your background and i think it's interesting that our backgrounds are sort of similar i I'm know funny? But <laughs> I, I think i'm just naturally a little bit funny because I, I like to see people laugh <laughs> i love your personality yeah i know life can be challenging and it can be a struggle and we may not say these things because it up front oftentimes we see a facade but inwardly we're hurting Inwardly, we're, bru- we're bruised because of something that may have happened 10, 20 years ago, but we're still carrying it around. Mm-hmm. And, and I love to try to help people feel better.
0: Awesome. You keep doing the great work. And I'll try to check out your September 4th event myself, too. Okay. Join
1: that. Great so. Do that. I'm, that's yeah. my first night, of September 4th. And then each month, uh, the first Friday of each month at 7 p.m. Good.
0: And if you need any help, because I've been doing Event Fright events, if you need help with that technicality stuff, I can guide you through that.
1: Well, I was going to ask you, if you send me your, if you could send me your email address. Sure. I can you after this, I would love to do that because oh, no problem. I, I'm not that tech savvy. I can use all the help I can get, so yeah, I, I would love that information.
0: Okay, I'll send you my email, and then I can help you with any technical stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty user friendly, but for the first time, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> okay. So no problem.
2: So okay, I'm great. gonna.
0: Uh, let me just click stop recording and then I can send you my email. (laughs) So the whole world doesn't like see it, you know? (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning in to coffee talk with shell where there's always Friday in life. Hope you'll keep tuning in, uh, Sunday nights, lives air 8 PM central time. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram at coffee, talk WC, and always feel free to send me your, uh, topic suggestions and guest interview requests. And in the meantime, wishing
1: each of you a wonderful week. Oh, go ahead, Wanda. I was just going to add that you can also follow me on Instagram, and it's at MyWordTherapy20. MyWordTherapy20.
0: Oh, and we should give Omar a shout-out too. my favorite actor that said hello earlier. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. I think both are Omar. I want to say Omar Miller. His full name is Omar Benson Miller, but I think he goes by Omar Miller on his social media. And if I'm wrong, just email or message me at coffee talk wc but i'm pretty sure it's omar miller and i hope you'll follow him too wanda he's a good guy
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. so thank you all again and uh keep in touch and let me log off one moment here stop recording